All right, welcome back to Couchside Sports, episode five for you guys today. Today is uh, July 28th. It's a Friday. This should be coming out tomorrow, so you guys will be getting it on a Saturday. We don't have a consistent schedule right now for the releases, but I would expect uh, most Saturdays we'll be getting an episode to you. And uh, as always, you got your host here, Kyle French. And Michael Burke. And we have a special guest in the building today. Wes, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, uh, You kind of ruined it for me, but my name is Wes. I play fantasy sports with these guys, and on occasion I win. Yeah, so there that's you go. very rare. He actually he's a uh, started from the bottom story. Yeah, I, I, w- I had a, a, a season I didn't win at all. Then I had a season <laughs> I won all of them except for the championship. So I consistently yeah. lose, which is good. Yep. And he used to be not much of a sports mind, and now I'd say he's a top three owner. Oh, thank top you. Top three owner in the league. Yeah, 100%. top three owner. Obviously, next to the two co-hosts here. Yeah, or alongside. Alongside. You you're not even lower. You're just yeah. alongside us. So well, I appreciate. Uh, it. It's good to have him on the show today. We're going to be getting into a little fantasy sports later in the show. Uh, but first, I want to give you guys a quick recap of some uh, lower-level sports happenings recently. So <clears throat> we talked a little bit about the Tour de France last episode, and that finished up this past week with Chris Froome winning. Chris uh, he, Froome. Was, he was the favorite. He had the yellow jersey most of the race. But this was actually the closest Tour de France ever. Wow. So, yeah, it was really cool to watch. This is the first time I actually watched it like in full. I watched a lot of the stages. And uh, I got into it. It's a little complicated at first, but uh, it's really cool, and it's amazing what those guys do on those bicycles. So, uh, yeah, shout-out to Chris Froome. Uh, we also saw Roger Federer win Wimbledon, and that man's get, getting up there in age. Didn't even drop a set. What do you guys think about that? Goat? Goat. Yeah, yeah. probably so, agree. First time since 1987 that someone won Wimbledon without dropping a set. So That's crazy. Yeah. Shout-out to him. Yeah, good job, Rog. Yeah, shout out Federer. Chris Wong, if you're listening, I know that's your man, so congratulations to you. Uh, also, unfortunately, our guy Sam Query took an L in the semis. We were hyping him up. Didn't come through for us. But. I mean, he still he still put America on. Because I look at look at the uh look at um tennis man. How much how many Americans were over there? Not that many. Exactly. It's a it's a foreign dominated sport. Exactly. So. He's still he's still out there doing his thing. Yeah, I, I like him. Yeah, put all of America on his back. Oh yeah, he's like a modern day Muhammad Ali. No, he's not. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> if Muhammad Ali had the endorsement of Couchside Sports, though. Ooh, so, like, ooh <laughs> that's true. That's true. He didn't have our stamp of approval. That was Although, his problem. Yeah. So, uh, also we had the British Open finishing up. Jordan Spieth winning again. We've talked about golf twice on this podcast. Both times Jordan Spieth won. Pretty impressive. Wow. Jordan Speed. Yep, and he won it. Uh, it was, he was a little shaky in the final round. Wasn't sure he was going to pull it out. But he eventually did. Finished with a little birdie, eagle birdie stretch on the back nine to pull away. And uh, he actually only needs to win the PGA Championship to complete the Grand Slam wow. of majors. Yeah, he's almost won all four majors, and he's like 23. When was the last 24? time that happened? Do you even know? Well, not, not in the same year. Just in his career, he's won three of the four. Oh, okay, okay. Nah. Yeah, All right. and he'll that probably be the youngest to do so. I don't know the exact age of Tiger and Jack Nicklaus would be the two guys who are probably the fastest to it. Hopefully he, like, doesn't end up like Tiger, though. <laughs> what are you saying? Like, he's playing like a young Tiger, but yeah. Maybe right he... now he's on that path. Yeah. Just be Just careful. Drive safe. <laughs> you know, you win a bunch of British Opens and U.S. Opens, and you immediately have a, a sex addiction. Is what I heard. Yeah, I mean that's that. that let's go hand in hand. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, hand in hand. <laughs> also, dangerous sport, man. Uh, also, we had USA winning the Gold Cup over Jamaica. America, America, America. And uh, it's not a. Actually, it is. It's a pretty big tournament. Is the uh, you know Gold Cup is pretty much all of North America, Central America. You don't get those South American uh, powerhouses, but uh, U.S. usually competes in the CONCACAF, which does include yeah. South America. I saw a thing when I, uh, I saw like highlights of it, and it was a uh, good thing Jamaica beat Mexico because I guess in Mexico, like the USA, our like record against them is like one and four. So like, there's yeah. like at least there's one thing that Mexico is like better at than us. <laughs> <laughs> Debatably, we usually do better than. Can't the Can't drink Cup. the water, but they're really good in soccer. <laughs> That's why our guys are straight on the sidelines. They don't have any refreshments. <laughs> um, yeah. So shout out to the U.S. winning the gold cup. That was pretty cool. 
And uh, yeah, so now we're going to get into the big topics here. Ooh. As most of you guys have probably heard, Kyrie Irving demanding a trade from the Cavs in some meeting. How did that go down exactly? Uh, I don't know. I think he had like a meeting with uh, the new GM. The right? new GM. The new GM. Like, hey, like, nice to meet you. Welcome to your new position. Uh, can you trade me, please? Preferably <laughs> to San Antonio. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, he's. I, but I honestly don't think he's going anywhere. You don't? No. Wes, what do you think? Is he going anywhere? Uh, I think that if he keeps, you know, whining, they'll probably just get rid of him because that team has chemistry issues as it is. I, I didn't think mm-hmm. when I first heard it, but more and more, I mean, I think the, the logistics of getting an actual trade will be harder than them committing to actually getting rid of him because, like, sure. finding a partner is going to be hard, especially three out of the four of the places he wants to go. They don't have the pieces. Like, San Antonio doesn't have the pieces to trade away for him. New York doesn't want to trade Porzingis, which they shouldn't. So, like... I don't know if he's going to go anywhere. I kind of would be curious to see if he'd go there, though. I don't think Derrick Rose is a good replacement, though. He's not enough. No, that's a huge downgrade, yeah. I would say. Huge downgrade. Even if he stays on the court all, all year. Yeah. Another thing is finding fair trade value for him. I mean, yeah. teams are going to lowball him knowing Kyrie wants out, and they're yeah. going to be forced to make a decision. Yeah. I just I think, I think he's got two years left on his contract, so I don't yep. think the Cavs are in any rush to trade him, especially now that they did get D-Rose. I mean, D-Rose isn't a huge improvement, but – Next year, you're going to see, if Kyrie stays, plenty of time when Kyrie and D-Rose are on the floor together. And I think that could oh, be yeah. exciting to watch. Because, like, D-Rose, I mean, blew his knee out a few times. He's still pretty athletic. A still few pretty times explosive. is generous. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. I want to see him get traded. I would love Kyrie. to see him go to San Antonio, yeah. Yeah, that would because, be cool. Because then be, I don't uh, want to see the Warriors win the West again. I don't care if I'm a hater. It's fine. Like, I, oh, just, I don't think anyone We all hate the Warriors. Yeah. 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 No one <laughs> wants to see the Warriors. I think yeah. everyone loves JaVale McGee. Obviously, he's America's sweetheart. And retaining him was priority number one in free agency. But just and in terms did. of Kyrie, I, have to agree. I kind of want to see him go somewhere. Just because I want some fresh NBA blood. I don't so, want to just see the same season. The thing with the Spurs is, though, is, like, stylistically they don't match at yeah, all. that's true. Kyrie's a ball-dominant point guard. I mean, he's a point guard on, like, a championship team, and he averages, like, four assists a game. Yeah. And he's not much of a past season ISO guy, so it'd be interesting to see how that works in San Antonio. I know Kawhi has been getting into a lot more ISO offense. Yeah. But that's more out of necessity. Yeah. So I don't know if he'd be able to fill that rule, that role over there. It would be interesting, but uh, I just would like to see Pop take like a player that's that great already at his age and see if he could do anything. Because Pop is one of yeah. the best coaches of all time. I mean, in Kawhi. So well, Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi too. He's got the ISO now, but also just he's got a post game now. It's mm-hmm. ooh. so I just want to see he's the Spurs get better because him getting injured sucked. The Warriors just dominating sucked. So I just want to change the pace. And if Kyrie wants to leave, I say let him. Let's see what happens. I think the most likely destination if he does leave is either New York or Miami. I think yeah, Miami. Miami probably. But, like, if you're New York, so if you're New York, you're the GM in New York, both of you guys, you're the co-GMs of New oh, York. Cool. Yeah, as we are. All right, and yeah. I am the GM of the Cavs, and I call you up and I say, Congrats. I will give you Kyrie Irving, but I want Melo and Porzingis back, and then we can add in all the other filler players. Would you do it? No. I don't think I could. Why not? I don't think because we do. I mean, I'll let Kyle go next, obviously, as my co-GM. But <laughs> I just don't see how that helps us get into the playoffs. We're losing, like, Melo, whatever. I think Melo should go anyway. I Honestly, if I was a GM anywhere, I wouldn't want Melo. He's one of those players I just think he hogs the ball too much. But Porzingis, I mean, Kyrie's a little bit older, but also you're swapping one good player for a great player. That's not going to catapult you to where you were from. They were like 11th or 10th in the East, right? And everyone yep. else in the East has gotten a little bit better somewhat. So I just don't see how that improves us at all, and it gets rid of the only good decision we made in five years. Like, Porzingis yep. is the only upside we have. And so. I'd also like to say, speaking for the New York organization, uh, <laughs> me and Wes as the GMs, this trade, uh, it doesn't – make a whole lot of sense but we just might do it because we're really big on making bad decisions <laughs> and uh i think we're just gonna kind of try to keep up that trend and uh you know most of the new york people have uh loved us for it i think yeah, oh, yeah. we've gotten a lot of positivity a lot of good reactions from the city of new york for decisions we've made in the past five years so. <laughs> okay so after these negotiations right we talk about this you guys are like oh we'll mull over the bad decision right what if i come over and i offer you Kyrie and kevin love Mello and Chris Dabbs. I'd take that. I would probably uh, take that too. But so, but if we're really the New York organization, we'd say no. Keep yeah. Kevin Love. We'll just take Kyrie. 
Yeah. And throw in Iman <laughs> Shumpert, please. We yeah. want him back. And JR. And JR, and JR please. We want JR and Iman back. The clubs are missing JR. <laughs> Ohio is not suited JR very well. Because yeah. imagine, imagine like a Cleveland team that has D Rose. Yeah. Kyle mm-hmm. Korver, which. Eh. Hey, he's an, he was a former All Star. Former All Star <laughs> by default. LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Dabbs Porzingis. That's pretty solid. I don't know if it's better than Kyrie and Kevin Love. Yeah. yeah. That'd be so weird, though, because D Rose just played with those two in New yeah. York. And then they like all go to ca- the Cavs yeah. together and literally just like throw LeBron in the mix. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I honestly think that Kyrie's not going anywhere. They have no reason to trade him. There's two years left. You have D Rose. Give it another run. When LeBron James leaves, that's when you do your rebuild. That's when you trade Kyrie. Because LeBron is leaving, sure. I don't, I, he's gonna be gone. Okay. Isn't Kyrie's so, whole? Th- oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, you go. You go. Well, isn't Kyrie's whole thing? He wants to be the guy. Like he wants to be the franchise player. So yes. why? I just yes. I get that he's frustrated. Why not wait? LeBron. I feel like. I mean, I'm not an expert. I usually can't see the future. Sometimes I can, but I feel like when LeBron leaves, I think he's gonna leave next summer. Why not? Then Cleveland could be your team again. Exactly. I, just don't, I think he's just trying to get attention. He's whining. I mean, the flat earth thing didn't give him enough attention. <laughs> so now he's trying this. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell a grown man how to live, but just wait a year, bro. If they had gotten a ring this year, he probably wouldn't be complaining right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't. He says he wants to be the man. Okay, so if you go be the man anyway, you're not going to win a championship. Like, if okay, you but, are the man, it's going to be you surrounded with players like that aren't as good you. as you. You have LeBron James right now, and you can't win. So what are you going to say? That's why, like, oh, he's going to wait and then be the man on the Cavs. I don't think he wants to be in Cleveland anymore. Yeah. Who wants to play in Cleveland? Like, go, like, (laughs) that, dude. I think Delhi liked Cleveland. Well, I mean, he bounced from Milwaukee. (laughs) Yeah, he went to Milwaukee, yeah, so. He seems to like the cold, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, yeah, I don't don't know if he's going to get traded. This season, it's not really up to him. He doesn't really have the leverage. Uh, we'll, it'll be interesting. We'll keep uh, keep an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, now, since we got Wes in the building, we, over the years, have had some very intense prediction talks. A lot yeah. of money, a lot of Buffalo Wild Wings have been <laughs> placed on the line. A lot of bets have gone down based off NBA and NFL predictions. So you guys want to dive into a little talk? Oh, well, let's let's do it. All right, we'll do. We'll start off with the uh, NBA. We're gonna do some early early predictions right now. Yeah, people, don't right. don't. These are not our like not set, set in stone. stone exactly. Ooh, these we are the same word coming out. Of oh yeah, look at that. That's great minds think like sports, baby. Chemistry. On you guys <laughs> want me to leave the booth or? <laughs> yeah, we might need just a couple minutes. <laughs> Only a couple. <laughs> All right, predictions. All right, predictions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we, we're gonna talk about a little bit of. Uh, who you guys think got significantly better? Like a team or a player? Uh, team. 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 All right. uh, you, do you want to start, Kyle? I interrupted you before. Go ahead. Sure. Well, the obvious pick is the Timberwolves. Yeah. yeah. The Timberwolves went from a team like 10 games out of the playoffs, which I think they should have been better last year, but they weren't. And now they got Jimmy Butler. They got Jeff Teague. Uh, they got a couple role players like Taj Gibson coming in. Oh, yeah. That was Tim, a good Tom Thibodeau. They're a lock to make the playoffs in my mind. I, I agree. I think I, well. I think they're a lock of a top five seed. Honestly, I mean there'll be some growing pains, but yeah, I can't guarantee a, a top, top five, five spot. Yeah. But uh, so the four teams above them, you would say, are Warriors, Spurs, Rockets, Thunder, Thunder. Yeah, because five was the Jazz. They got worse, and I think that spot's open for the taking. Clippers got worse. Yeah. Sure. For, for There's the a West, lot of teams. Though. Memphis. Don't yeah. sleep Memphis, on well, Memphis will get, be a bottom seed. And they'll be a tough out, but they're not going to be yeah. like above six. It's just I feel not like I feel like if the Wolves did end up with like. Like the four, the five. If they end up with the four and Memphis ends up with the five, I could see Memphis beating them in the playoffs. Memphis could be anybody yeah. in a seven. Memphis can be anyone. Yeah, I mean, they gave the Spurs a lot of trouble. They, yeah, they gave the Spurs. They gave the Warriors a, a lot of trouble the first year they won. Yeah, they, yeah, they probably could have beat them if Mike Conley mm-hmm. was healthy. But for my They've predictions, knocked out the Thunder in the past. Yeah, they did. They they, they upset They've everybody that one time. They went to the Western Conference Finals and like got swept. Yeah. But for my predictions, I'm gonna go a little bit. I don't think that they're gonna do a lot, but I'm more just. I really think Avery Bradley for the Pistons was good. I think he fits that system well. He's a sure. good defensive, and they lost KCP. 
So great, I just great feeling. Yeah, I really like that signing. And the East, I mean, it's not that hard to make the playoffs in the East. Look at the Bulls this year. So I just think that that might be interesting. But for actual contenders that I really think improved themselves well, and maybe not contenders, but just they are going to at least improve from where they were last year. The Nuggets. I like yep. Pear and Paul Millsap with Ooh, Jokic. I love that. I like I that, that one for me. I was going to say Denver. That is sick. Like Jokic is my man. First of all, that man can pass. He can shoot. He can dribble. He Jokic can golf. Is, Jokic. Uh, I didn't even know that. Nice. <laughs> but uh, uh, can he? Bowl? I honestly think. <laughs> can he bowl? Can he bowl? I don't know. Mookie Betts can bowl. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like Denver is nice, and like they, I feel like if they added someone else, if they went out and got like an Eric Bledsoe, Ooh. that would be crazy. Because right now they have Moutier, and what the hell has Moutier done? Yeah, not Turn much. the ball over. <laughs> Except not progress at all. He got worse, I think. I mean, he, he's pretty young still. He came over from, he was playing what? He was playing in China or one of those Euro leagues Moutier? when he got drafted. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did one year. He didn't get drafted to college. Yeah, he almost went to SMU, but he said nine about yeah. that college life, yeah. which makes no sense to me. Because he wanted to get paid. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought the it's Nuggets should have got Rondo. I think that would have been a good. That point guard because cool. like passing. I mean, the only problem with the Nuggets is they don't play D. But they made they showed last year you don't really need to play defense. They had the best record at the All Star break. Like where'd Rondo end up? That's what I was wondering. I forgot too. Do you know? I, not a clue. One not of the clue. bad teams. I Has think. he signed? I'm I think gonna, he did I'm gonna, sign. I'm gonna, find, I'm gonna find this. Yeah, check that out. He definitely got like waived. Something, but oh, yeah, he's not on yeah. the Bulls. But I just don't know where he ended. Oh, nah, never mind. I almost said Kings, but that was. He was I like, was thinking oh, Kings too. Oh no, he's on the Pelicans. Oh, wow. Rondo's on speaking the of the Pelicans, yeah. yeah, they're a dark horse to make the playoffs in my mind. Do you think they that chemistry is going to improve? I'm, I'm hesitant. It has to. to. You, it's I gonna. mean, yeah, that's like, gonna. If you if you look at it, Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, and Demarcus Cousins, yeah, that's a solid big. And you got three. Rondo ten assists a game, solid big three, because he can pass to everybody too. So you think Rondo's going to be a backup, or do you think that oh, Rondo Holiday and, and Holiday, Holiday will start, start together? I don't. I don't I, think they'll start together. Rondo probably would be like a passing six man. Yeah. In a veteran presence, tell Demarcus Cousins, you know, you got to step. He's down not much to the of a team. veteran presence. Uh, I mean, <laughs> more than what they have. Well, yeah, but him and Demarcus Cousins are like on the same. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Although they had great chemistry in Sacramento, so Ooh, yeah, I, well, I just they saw this together. though that the head coach Alvin Gentry of the Pelicans said that he is going to start Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo together. Together, okay, that'd be interesting. That could be really good. It could be really bad. I feel like in that case, you have to bring, you have to put the ball in Rondo's hands because Rondo cannot shoot. Yeah. Drew Holiday is a way better shooter, so way I would better. have to say that you probably put the ball in Rondo's hands because he's looking to pass first, and he has those two like twin towers down there that are absolutely like vicious. Like, oh man, their their front court is going to be ridiculous. Last year it didn't like help. They got to Marcus Cousins, and they were like the same team. Yeah, but yeah. now they have this whole off season to work together. They've got like all those like summer games and stuff like that, the preseason, and I think during the season, the beginning of it, they could struggle a little bit, but I still think that they are a dark yeah, horse for the playoffs. I would agree. I'm optimistic, okay. but also too, I mean, in the past you've seen that Rondo can cause chemistry issues, and they had chemistry issues already. So I would just curious to see how adding him, he can help. Like with the Bulls last year, he was with the rest of the team when Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler were kind of acting a fool. He set them straight. But at the same time, he's caused chemistry problems in the past, too. So I'm kind of curious how that's going to go together. It could go really well. It could go really bad. I think it has potential for both. So. Definitely. That'll be interesting to watch. And uh, one other team I want to float out before we move on. Sixers playoff chances? What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Yes? I, well, yes. in the East? As long yes. as two of them are healthy. If they if they lose more than two, I don't know. Because you got to have at least two. Preferably, if Embiid's on the court, even if he's the only one healthy, they'll probably make the playoffs. Wow. But he would have to play more than 30 games. Yeah, I mean, oh, 30 games. <laughs> 30, whatever he played this year. And he has to start oh, playing yeah, back-to-backs. Yeah. And, you know, he can't be going. What concert was it? Migos? He can't be having a meniscus tear and dancing on stage with Migos. Like, you need to be resting. I know it's Philadelphia. They want to tank. But, like, rest your meniscus, Joel. Yeah, but, I mean, when, when Quavo's in town, you don't have an option. I think it was takeoff. I mean, they're they're all in the Migos. Yeah. <laughs> Offset. <laughs> Good gracious. Um, Do it. Put it. Culture. There we go. We'll move on to the NFL. Then we've done a lot of NBA talk, so we'll we'll keep that segment short. We haven't really gotten into the NFL. Oh, good. Yeah, let's get into the NFL. I love the yeah, NFL. Let's do it. I think this is the first segment we've done. Oh, well, I'm but glad I'm, this is the I'm hyped for football season. Me too. So like Me. I said on episode one, it's my favorite sport to watch. 
even though my my heart lies with basketball. <laughs> if you're not sitting hyped, on my couch, football's it. This if way. you're not hyped for football season, American. then yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get out. Get it's out. the first game, Patriots uh, Steelers. I know it's Pat something. I'm not I sure. I thought it was like Chiefs or Bengals. It oh, it's be... Pat's Chiefs. No, because they always yeah, have the Super Chiefs. Bowl winners started off. So like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're but, saying Pat's Bengals? My bad. I thought you're saying no. Bengals, I was saying Chiefs, yeah. All right, Patriots are in it. I just I yep. think they're playing the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think so too. But I mean, I'm just gonna be the one to say it because you you got to do the obvious with the Timberwolves for NBA uh, Raiders. I am all on the on the Vegas Raiders, even though they're not the Vegas Raiders yeah, yet. But I am all a fan for the Raiders. Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode. I just I'm looking forward to the AFC. Obviously, the Pats are the team to beat. But beyond that, I think it's open because the Steelers can be can, inconsistent sometimes. So I really am on the hype train for the Raiders. I think it's going to be AC Championship, Raiders, Pats, and I hate the Pats, so go Raiders. I'm going to say the obvious, that the Pats are going to make the Super Bowl, and whoever they play, I'm going to say that they're going to end up going to be playing the Cowboys. Ooh, they're going to beat them. Disagree. Uh, they're going to beat them. Big finals prediction. Pats yeah. are going to win the Super Bowl back-to-back. Going to get seven rings. Six rings will be next year, but... We're going to get seven. <laughs> Belichick's got the boat. It says seven rings. It's a prediction. <laughs> We're speaking into no, existence. No, has, it says uh, seven rings. Or, he had the six-ring shirt because he won two with the Giants as a defensive coordinator. He actually has six rings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, if you don't think the Pats are making the Super Bowl, then you don't know football. Well, I disagree. <laughs> I think you could – obviously, they've lost to worse teams than maybe the Raiders are now. The Broncos, when this they is had their no best offense. Team than, yeah. This is their best team since 2007, though. And did they win that Super Bowl? No. Exactly. No, so I think it. it's a little premature. But they made it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not saying they won't make it. I think they'll definitely make the AFC Championship game, and it's going to be a good game, hypothetically, whoever they play. I'm just not Nostradamus and trying to predict well, the I entire am. season right I'm now. I'm telling you. And I also, <laughs> I'm going to let Kyle jump in here, but I disagree that the Cow- I don't even think the Cowboys are making the playoffs, but I will let French jump in. All right. Well, hey, if we're getting into the, uh, the Cowboys talk, Patriots are obviously my number one team, but I'm also a little bit of a Cowboys fan. My dad's a big Dallas guy. Well, not Dallas guy, just for football, Dallas Cowboys guy. So I watched a lot of their games growing up, and, uh, you know, I kind of hopped on their bandwagon. Well, it's not even really a bandwagon because they're usually trash, but um, (laughs) I support them. You know, they're my number two, and I think they're more real than a lot of teams. Okay. I mean, we see it every year. Some team jumps to the top of their division, wins 12, 11 games, and they're back down to seven or eight the next year. I think the Cowboys are in a pretty good spot. They've the running game is there. Oh yeah, the defense Zeke. is much improved. And Prescott, I thought I thought Dak was kind of a, a not a fluke, but I thought he was just really hot to start the season. And he kept up the entire year. Not, I mean, there was maybe one game where he didn't play well. Um, yeah. So I think you know they proved to me last year that they're for real. I think they will win that division. Their biggest competition. It's definitely the Giants. Yeah. Which I know, Wes, that's your team. Yes. Uh, yes. So you wanna you wanna tell us about New York sure. football? I'm a yeah. I'll I'll come back in with I'm a Giants fan because uh, if you live in Connecticut, you're a Pats or a Giants fan. It's pretty much how it boils down, and my my family was. But before I want I want to respond to the Cowboys because sure, yeah. I think first I went to school in D.C. and you cannot rest on the team from Washington. The Redskins? No, the, the football team from Washington. Uh, no, I'm kidding. The Redskins. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some contract issues with Kirk Cousins right now, but I just think that I actually agree. Quarterback of the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, is going to be fine. Ezekiel Elliott will probably be the same, maybe a little bit of a regression, but I think he'll be fine as well. But their defense did get worse, and two years ago, the Cowboys were like one seed again, and then they won the wild card barely against the Giants, or against the Lions off of a bad call, and then they lost to the Packers off a bad call. Yep. But I just haven't seen them actually step it up as an organization with Jason Garrett, who's not a strong head coach in a long time, that I just can't put my faith in them. Plus, they're so consistently average that I would more believe that last year was a fluke than a new story to come. They have great young core, but I think the Giants are too good, and they're gonna, they obviously have matchup problems with the Giants anyway. But going back to the Giants, as you asked me, uh, French, I will say I like the Giants. They made a lot of improvements. I'm not a big fan of how Odell acts, though. I'm a big Giants right. fan, but I, Burke and I argue about He's this all diva. the time. <laughs> yeah, he is a diva, and we argue about this all the time, and I, and I usually don't buy into these theories, but I do think that the Giants play better if Odell doesn't take all the receivers to go hang out with uh, Justin Bieber in Miami. 
I think that if, you know, they practiced a little bit, they would have done better. They probably wouldn't have won. Like, it was just, you know, a visit. But why go to Miami anyway? And now he wants to be the highest played player in the NFL, higher than Tom Brady, all the quarterbacks. I think it's a little ridiculous, and I think that's a toxic attitude that might affect the Giants more than it should because they have a new coach as well. I never liked him. I never liked Odell. And and how many passes did he drop in that game against the Packers? It was like four or five. And you go to Miami, you're in this nice weather or yeah. whatever, and then you're like, Hang yeah, out we'll be fine. And then you go to Lambeau Field and it's like negative 40 degrees. <laughs> like, what do you expect? You should have been there getting adjusted to the cold and understanding that your hands are going to be frozen and that you're going to need to be able to catch this ball. But he's just like, whatever, man. He does it. I don't think I don't think Odell really cares about anything except having fun and making money. I don't think yeah. he really cares about the team. Does he even have fun though? Half the time he doesn't he's, have fun at all. Half the time he's bitching and, yeah. and kicking shit and I, he honestly he's, he's he also so I think the beef with the kicking net is still alive. It's, it's still alive cuz he can't let things go. <laughs> but except, the, except the football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I all guess right. that's the take on the Giants. I think they I think it's going to be past Giants this year though. If we're talking bold Super Bowl predictions unless something un- unforeseeable. And I'm pretty sure no, I'm pretty sure it's going to be 0 and 3 and uh, I would love to see that happen again as a fan because I will just say as someone who avidly hates the Patriots, I know we're all friends here, but as someone who avidly hates the Patriots, the Super Bowl last year was very depressing and success. it took me a long time to get over it. <laughs> I just want to say yeah. one thing about the Cowboys after what Yeah, said. go. Um, you're talking about how like, you know, like in the past they're like very inconsistent stuff. I think it's a new era for Dallas. I think with yeah. having with having Zeke and having Dak Prescott, I think you can't look at the old teams because it's no longer Tony Blomo behind center, man. It's Dak Prescott, good young rookie who can scramble, he can run, he can throw. Yeah. Zeke is nice. Don't sleep on Zeke ever. No, I, I like, no one is. Their their O line is incredible still. But like, their defense did get top worse. five wide receiver. Des Bryant is so top, annoying. He's top. I would say top ten. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. I would say he's top. Yeah, I'll give him top six. I'll yeah. put him top five as well because Des Bryant misses so many games, and when he's out there last year, he didn't really do much. I would put I would put well, Julio Jones above him. Yeah. Yeah. AJ Green. AJ Green above him. Antonio Brown. So there's three, and then the other two guys. What about o- DeAndre Odell, Hopkins? Odell and DeAndre Odell Hopkins. And DeAndre. I think we're. I feel I like we're missing right people. You can't, you can't be that mean mm. to Jordy Nelson. He. I mean, sure. But. Julian Edelman, baby. Uh, I think that's <laughs> See that a little, catch in the Super Bowl. That, and the, he's thrown a, a pass for a touchdown in the Super yeah. Bowl too. It was yeah. like two Super Bowls ago. <laughs> um, but I actually have a cu- question for you, Kyle. Hit me. Um, do you think Los Angeles is going to see a playoff team this year? Because they got the Chargers Los and Angeles? the Rams now. Yeah. Because the because uh, I got can't tra- see it. You, you don't let's see the like, popular thing on NFL.com is a lot of people are like loving sleeping on the Chargers. They like think I like the Chargers a lot, but that's a really tough division. Agreed. I mean, you got the Broncos, Chiefs, and Raiders, who you can all make a case that they're a better team than the Chargers. Oh, yeah. I think Philip Rivers is a really underrated quarterback. Uh, you know, people don't talk about it that much when they talk about the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. But he's undeniably there. He's so consistent. He's top five, yeah. He's really good. And they lost a lot of tough games last year. They would have been right in the playoff chase. I mean, I think they blew like four or five leads. I think it was more than that. I think it was like six or seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like in the first eight games of the season, yeah. when they had to leave like five minutes left in the fourth, and they still didn't so, have Keenan Allen Melvin too, and they Gordon, were that competitive. Yep. And uh, I can't remember. Did they get? Did they get Mike Williams? Who got Mike Williams? Yeah, they did. They got Williams, and they got both. And Bosa's got healthy now too from last yeah. year. But they got. But Williams is still hurt. So but, yeah, still got Melvin. Gordon, they definitely baby. have a much better chance than the Rams because the Rams <laughs> yeah. don't know who their quarterback is. What are the Rams is. doing? Moving to L.A. That's yeah. pretty much Wait, what no, no, their quarterback's Jared Goff. Yep. Okay, but they're not – I mean, they're set on Jared Goff. Don't sleep on Jared Goff. But last Goff. year they had, like, three starting quarterbacks. You're never making the playoffs <laughs> if you have a rotation at the most important position who, on the field. Who would you say is their best player? <laughs> on the Rams? Well, uh, Donald on the on the defense. Aaron Donald. Oh, That's Aaron very Donald. obvious. But, I mean, like, on the, the uh, offense is where you need, like, <laughs> those, those players that yeah. you know the names of. And I don't think – other than Jared – I mean, Todd Goff. Gurley – he was not good last year. He was good two years ago. Right, so yeah. it's, They're talking we'll about the new with. coach has like some schemes that are going to help him be catching out of the backfield and stuff. We'll see. I mean, no one in the offseason is like, our team is getting worse. So like usually you say that you have a new coaching team that's going to improve, and then we'll have to see that on paper. But I wish the Chargers would make it. I feel bad for that franchise. 
They're like the Grizzlies yeah. of the NFL. Or because they're, <laughs> they're competitive. They're always competitive. No one talks about them. No one talks about them. They have some really good underrated players. Like Mike Conley might be the most underrated player in the NBA. Phillip Rivers might be the most underrated in the NFL. Sure. And so I would agree that, like, I want to see the Chargers succeed, but I just don't see a spot for them there in the AFC. Yeah, that's the problem. You gotta guarantee I love them the, as a team, but. Like, you got to guarantee the Pats, right? They're going to make the Pats, playoffs, are in. obviously. Raiders are probably in, unless Derek Steelers Carr breaks in. a leg again. Steelers, yeah. Steelers are in. Um, you can make a case for the Ravens or the Broncos or the Titans or um, Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. Or, are in. Yeah, the Chiefs are in. I think the Titans will probably get in, and then the Ravens are always competitive because they're coached well. And you've got you could I could always see like the Bengals recovering. They're not going to do anything, but they consistently made the playoffs. And then there's other teams that we're not even talking about. So I just don't see an opening for the Chargers. I'm sure they'll the compete. Chiefs. Yeah, they'll compete. The I think in. what they got you better. Get in? They lost Jamal Charles, but they got better though. Who did they get? Well, they got they got um I mean they got rid of Jeremy Macklin first they of all. They still have uh Alex Smith. Who's their running back now? Yeah, but though? He's solid. Didn't uh, they sign a running back? I can't think. Is this still Spencer Ware? I think it's gotta be they got somebody else. I thought they got a couple free agents that were pretty good. You might but, be. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. But I mean the Chiefs are always coached well. They get undervalued too. Yeah, yeah. I mean when you have uh Andy Reid as your coach, and I know Alex Smith isn't an elite quarterback. But he doesn't make mistakes. He does exactly what you need him to do. And uh, who knows what will happen with Patrick Mahomes coming in. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they'll start him. Uh, they got C.J. Spiller as a running back now. Oh, yeah, that's what I was so, thinking of, yeah. You know, he's not elite either, but definitely a drop-off from Jamal Charles. But, I mean, but Jamal, Jamal Charles is never on the games. field. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> yeah I mean, but... Although C.J. Spiller isn't exactly healthy all the time either. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the Chiefs... Let's take one injury-riddled running back and get a different one. <laughs> Well, most NFL running backs are injury-riddled. Most NFL players, honestly, yeah. are. They just except don't report for, them. Except for my man, LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, well, he's Who, one Yeah, the Pats trauma. did not resign. So. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna, do what they always do. Yeah. Which is like, try to find someone two better. Two weeks and before then the playoffs, weeks, yeah. they're going to get him. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you still available? And he's going to run people over in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but they also, no, the Pats did get some good running backs because they got... um. They have all those, the three head, Gillespie. Yeah. They still the, have yeah, Deion the Lewis. They still, still have, have James White. And they still have, yeah. who's the other pass catcher? Oh, James White, you already said. Yeah. And they have another one as well. Yeah, they picked up another one. And, they're, and they're, uh, their defense is going to be sick with Stephon Gilmore over there. Well, and Brandon and Cooks Butler. on the offense. B. Cooks over we under. We lose a couple of defensive players, though. Yeah. Over Logan under Ryan's for, uh, gone. Over under for uh, touchdown catches for B. Cooks in 10. I'll take the over on that. I'll hit the over. I would take the over. I, I'm going to take the 10. I think it's going to be gonna 10. You're going to take the 10? Yeah, I'll take t- I asked over three. under, sir. Well, there's three yeah. people. I can't take. All right. <laughs> we'll go, hey, we'll go nine and a half over under. Okay. Nine and a half over under. I'm still going nine and a half. I'm going <laughs> oh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> How do you Three two-point conversions. I'll put, I'll put money on that. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that one. Okay. So I think that'll wrap up the uh, NFL predictions talk. All right. We'll have – we'll probably do like a an episode each maybe for – our full-out division winners, yeah. playoff stuff, right before the season starts. We won't do that now. Obviously, it's still a couple months away, but it is coming soon. Uh, so we're going to move on to one of our recurring segments here, fan favorite, mm-hmm. breaking news that isn't news. And uh, Wes, as a guest on this show, you want to take a shot at it first? I will, French. Thank you. That's very hospitality of you. Uh, so got I'm going to go with the NFL since <laughs> we were just talking about it. I don't need grammar corrections right now, sir. Um, I would we'll say that. that <laughs> I would say that in an interview, Jets, uh, Jets defensive player Quincy, I know he might be a receiver. I don't even know. Who cares? He's on the Jets. Yeah, he's a receiver. Yeah, I think he is a receiver. He was asked at in Nakota. A, he was he was asked in an interview. So is it safe to assume that the Jets will be tanking this year? And he said, "Yeah, it's hard to argue with that." <laughs> and I don't really think I appreciate his sentiment, but I heart, I don't see how that's news. I think everybody knew that. So that's how what I would report on that that the Jets are tanking. Wait. From the mouth of Quincy Enuanua. Wow. <laughs> Is this what was like, that last name? It's like the first uh, Enuanua. Enuanua? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not going to take a shot. I'll just call him Quincy. I know I'm yeah. around well, first no, name No, we should basis. just call him um, the Greek Freak. I mean, you could do that. Because you can't pronounce his name either. Uh, onto the Kupo. Boom. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll take it away next. And my breaking news that isn't news is a huge surprise, I think. Kirk Cousins not signing a long-term contract with the Redskins. What? I know, right? Team from Washington. Astonishing. Yeah, yeah, my bad. bad. (laughs) I won't say that anymore. (laughs) Um, I really thought he was going to sign. Yeah, so every every year, I think it's been the past three years, it's like a month build-up, and every day they're like, oh, they're in contract negotiations. 
the numbers just aren't lining up. They'll get it done. And every year he plays under, under the franchise tag. So, I mean, we just know it's coming at this point. You know, when the headlines broke, when the franchise tag deadline was up, and they're like, oh, they didn't get it done. It was like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> no shit. Like, Why doesn't he sign a long contract? Because he wants to go to San Fran next more year. Money. You can make more money on, like, a franchise tag. Yeah. It keeps I'm, going up every yeah. year. He's making, like, a huge salary this year, like Some over like 20, $20 million. Million, Yeah. And uh, if he signs long-term, he's stuck in Washington. It only takes one snapped ACL, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I guess he's just betting on himself. Which has been uh, working, so. Yeah. Burke, you got a pretty hot take over there. This is a pretty hot take. Breaking news that isn't news. (laughs) North Korea is testing missiles. Oh, no. (laughs) They have said that they were going to bomb the United States yesterday. (laughs) I don't know how that works. Like, I mean, they're a little bit before us in their time. Like, maybe they should have bombed us two days ago. I don't know. But they are testing missiles, and they said that if we try to take Kim Jong-un out of power, that they are going to drop their nuclear hammer on the heart of the United States. Wow. That's, wow. I. But we had to have seen this coming, right? Oh. It's not really news. I mean, of course. They make nuclear hammers. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, this, this, this does relate to sports, though. So. Of course, because yeah. I mean Kim Jong Un being, um, you know, North Korea's best athlete. Oh, of course, and maybe in the world, as far as the people there know, he's the greatest athlete the, of all time. The first time he golfed, he got what, like seven hole in ones. Yeah, and he yeah. never defecates, and he might buy the nets. So I mean, this is very relevant. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big fan. Too, so. <laughs> Shout out to Kim Jong. Uh, Thanks for listening, Kim. And Jong. way to get D'Angelo Russell. That was a good acquisition. Yeah, that was. was (laughs) Very smooth of him. Yeah. All right, so that was breaking news that isn't news. We'll be coming at you guys every week with that. Uh, But now we're going to move on. As we mentioned in past episodes, big fantasy sports, guys. Uh, That's, you know, Wes is in our leagues. And so we thought we'd give you guys a quick rundown before the seasons get going. Mm -hmm. Just so maybe the amateur players out there have a little better idea who to draft, what draft strategies to use how to manage a team. Uh, like I said, Wes kind of went rags to riches on us in the uh, <laughs> owner department. Went from little sports knowledge to uh, an elite-level talent. Well, thank so, you. Thank you. I mean, you Russell Westbrook will do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, I just I think I started – you guys started it uh, five years ago. They, yep. The, the, our friends from high school did basketball. And then we had a foreign exchange student, RIP BK. Who, uh, who's Wait, actually he's alive. alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just, he just moved. He moved. Um, Back to Korea. He's actually a southern neighbor of Kim Jong. That's yeah, how we tied the second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, look at that. Um, so I took <laughs> over his team, and I was like 2-18 and 18 the first year. At one point, I was only starting Greg Steensma. Um, <laughs> and then Savage I, on the board. And then following French's, uh, you know, example, I went for Blake Griffin, and that worked for mm-hmm. a little bit. Then I got Russell Westbrook. And uh, football, I won just – Following the trends, just keeping up on sports. I realized that sports are pretty cool, and I was missing out. So yeah, I became absolutely. a real man and started following sports yep. and yeah. having a look man. back. Follow yeah. sports. So yeah. uh, upcoming NFL fantasy sports draft. Yeah. What's your strategy? What do you What do you recommend guys look well, for? Well, I want a disclaimer for our, our fans out there. First of all, thank you. I love being here. So thank you, too, as well, for having me uh, absolutely. with yeah. Couchside Sports. Um, but – I don't want to give away all my strategy because we're all in a league together, but I also want to give the people what they need. So my strategy is always wait on a quarterback. Uh, Unless you're going to get – last year I got Tom Brady because of the suspension. So he's probably arguably the best fantasy quarterback other than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, So wait on a quarterback. This year I'm telling anyone that's listening, get Marshawn Lynch. His ADP uh, is like the round that he goes at is four, which that is not going to be where he settles in. He'll probably be a top five running back. So if you can get him after the second round, that is great value. And uh, teams that that you don't that people don't think of, like the Bucks, are going to be full of fantasy. Uh, you got Martellus Bennett on the on the Packers now. He will be a nice tight end. Yep. So it's just finding that value. Don't go for the name brand players just because you want the name brand players. You need <laughs> consistency and health, and you also need, uh, you know, if you can get Mike Evans. In the fifth round, it's probably better than getting A.J. Green in the first, even though they're palpable, but the name power isn't there for Mike Evans yet. So just yeah. stuff like that helps out. Yeah, I think that's great advice. The big names always get overrated. Yep. Um, you know, a guy, I love Des Bryant. Yeah. But he always yeah. goes really early, and his numbers yeah. aren't 
high enough to go that early. So. And Jordy Nelson always goes late, and he's like yeah. top three all the time, even recovering from another thing. And that's not even really a name problem. That's just uh, no. It's because he's white. Yeah, I think that's and because name Jordy. I mean, you don't really think yeah. like superstar sport athlete when you think Jordy. But also <laughs> something that is unconventional that there's a ton of people you can go to for fantasy advice. So obviously yeah. we're the best, but you might not come to us. But a lot of sports will tell you to a lot of advice columns will tell you not to go for a kicker. I say that is shenanigans you should absolutely because having the best kicker or the second best kicker if you get him in like the ninth round instead of having a fifth running back for depth if you yeah. have that kicker you'll get 10 points a game and it's better than having you know uh i love i don't know who's uh like the bills kicker's great but i'd rather have yeah. steven yeah steven goes goatkowski yeah he Who wasn't go, that good last year he should go in the top, top seven, yeah. eight rounds. yeah if he's in the eighth or ninth round like honestly i know he's just a kicker. you don't think a lot but 10 points every week you can win by point two points. So, like having a good kicker that you can rely on is just as important as having, you know, a fourth flex. Like you don't need that depth because you're not going to be able to start everybody. Like there's no reason to pick up a handcuff if you can get the best kicker or Adam Benatari. Yeah, like, that would be what I would recommend. Burke, any uh, big strategies you want to give the listeners? Uh, so normally what I try to do is I normally try to start out obviously with a running back or a wide receiver, depending on where I'm drafting try to go for that elite talent. I normally look for QBs around third, fourth, fifth round because I do believe in getting a nice quarterback because that if you have that the consistent like source of points from a nice quarterback, that's something you can count on every week. Uh, defenses, I think if you can, and if it's a late, late round, like it's the 10th round and the Seahawks D or like a good defense is Excellent. there, text or just take it but otherwise don't like stress out over it because you can always just stream defenses just find the defense that's playing the weakest offense (laughs) that's playing the browns just find the defense that's playing the browns (laughs) or the jaguars (laughs) oh hey i think the jaguars might be not bad this year but oh speaking of that blake bortles (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, if we're talking about quarterbacks, I remember last year, our leagues are a little different. People don't like to trade because everyone in this room kind of, you know, takes advantage of everyone else because they just don't know as much because we're that awesome. So people are kind of hesitant to trade in our leagues. It's fairly balanced. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I would say we would all agree that I think the top three sport minds in our fantasy league are here. So I just think that in football especially, there's hesitancy to trade because last year I got Derek Carr in the eighth. And I had Tom Brady, and they were both like top eight quarterbacks, but no mm-hmm. one would trade for Derek Carr. But someone like Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, are going to be just as good as Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or a little bit worse, honestly, yeah. but palpable. And that's the value you can't get back. When you're not drafting that quarterback, like while Burke's drafting someone in the third round, I can get Marshawn Lynch, or I can get, you know, uh, Ty Montgomery, or I can get Brandon Cooks. So it's just quarterback, honestly, you can yeah. stream them too. I wouldn't recommend it. Because yeah, I would I not stream quarterback. I don't want to pick up Brian Hoyer every other week. Like that is just not mm-hmm. something that I'm comfortable with. But if you can get Derek Carr or Jameis Winston or even Blake Bortles, he might have a good year. He's not gonna, but he potentially could have a good year. So yeah. it's just waiting. Don't get all hyped to have you know that really good name AJ Green, Des Bryant. You sure. can you can get by with you know uh, like who's the guy on uh, the New Orleans Saints? Michael Thomas. Like he'll probably be just as good as Des Bryant this year. Maybe, but so one thing I want to kind of explain the reasons behind some of these moves, the reasons that quarterbacks, it makes sense to wait, is the difference in talent and average score is the big deal. So with running backs and wide receivers, the top five are going to be so far separated from the next 10 that that's why you want to take them early. Meanwhile, like Wes said, the top 20 quarterbacks, yeah, they get you the most points. So you think, oh, these guys give me 50 points a game. Running backs give me 20. You want to get those guys first. But it's not about how many points they get. It's the difference between their replacement yep. and what you get for them. So that's a big reason that you should wait on quarterbacks because you get Tom Brady in the first round. Oh, never you can take get, a quarterback first Yeah, round. never no. take a quarterback Fourth first round. Fourth or fifth. There you go. Third, I like, if you're going like to get Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, is okay. Yeah. Uh, if you're late and you want that because you have good, but yeah. Oh, it's also, too, talking about that disparity, French, uh, tight end. After the top three, yes, it's such a, a fall end. off. If yeah. you, that's why I try to get Greg Olson's consistent. Grok's obviously great, but I don't know if you can trust he's going to be on the field. Dwayne yeah. Allen. Dwayne, I mean, <laughs> that's a little bit of a fall off. But Travis Kelsey, those are the top three, and they are like average eight points more than number four. So yeah. that's something that if you're going to reach, honestly, you're probably if you don't have to worry about tight end all season because you got one of those guys, you're going to be a top team. Yeah, easy. but there's also there's also like so you name those, but there's also like some that are. Not as well known, like a Delaney Walker. 
He's not going to yeah. be so great for you, but he's going to be a consistent tight end. He's going to be consistent well, depending on your scoring. Like his value PPR, is going to be like eight. Yeah. And, well, and especially, round, yeah. especially when you want to look at at the way like the off season went. If there's a tight end that moved or something like that, that could be a bigger focal point of their offense. You definitely have to look at that because right. tight ends get a lot of uh, looks in the red zone, and that's yep. huge because you get a lot of points from your from your touchdowns. Yeah, so, and that's yeah. one thing. The the thing with tight ends, it makes it so hard to know when to draft them, is the inconsistency of them because, like you said, their targets in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. a touchdown six points. If you get 50 yards, that's only five points. So you could get a tight end who gets two catches a game and one of them is a touchdown, and he could be a staple on your team. Yep. But that game that he doesn't get you the touchdown, it hurts so much because he's not racking up catches, he's not racking up yards. It's just does he get the touchdown or not. And that's the problem with tight ends. It's really tough to figure out when to exactly draft them. I definitely agree with what Wes said. If you can get like a top five tight end, like third, fourth round, top three, any of those guys, you'll notice if you look at the best teams in your league, Usually they have a great tight end. Yeah. No one's streaming tight ends and is a top team. And by the yeah. way, when we say streaming, what we mean by that it's is when you don't really have a consistent starter, so you just go to free agency and get a new guy pretty much each week. So that's what we mean by streaming. What do you guys think um, Jimmy Jimmy Graham's going to do this year? Because what he's on oh, Seattle I forgot again. About him. He'll do be you top think four that he's tight end. Be consistent. I think he should. The beginning yeah. of last year, he was iffy, and then he started picking it up a little bit. Well, his yeah, first he year was Seattle, great. He was, he was great by the too, end though. of the year last yeah. year. He had to adjust, I think, because when he got traded, like the first three weeks last year, that was probably his eighth week in Seattle, game wise. I mean, obviously time wise. So I think I forgot about him. He's top four. I think the top four tight ends are such a drop off after that. I would still get him after Kelsey and Olsen, and he would come after Gronk as well. I think I don't yeah. like grabbing Gronk not because he's a Patriot, but just because I just can't rely on him. Well, that and you can't rely on him. I mean, you could draft yeah. him in the first round, and then he gets injured week two. So I mean, mm. that can happen to anyone, but it seems like it happens to Gronk a little bit more. So, also, I got a quick hot take for those. Ooh. Uh, if you get a top three, top five draft pick, I know this is probably an uncommon thought process here. I always take Adrian Peterson. I know it's a problem. Ooh. I know he's inconsistent. I even know, now? Even now. Because he has the potential that if he has – I think he's the one of the only guys in fantasy that if he has a big year, he can carry your team like almost by himself. Do you think you he saw, can carry a team this year, though? He's behind uh, – what's his face now? Ingram. I'm just curious about this year. Yeah, well – this year will be interesting to see. I mean, he's definitely a better talent than Ingram. Yeah. I know they're going to be splitting carries. Um, you know, with his move to the Saints, it obviously is a bigger question mark. And I know most people won't agree with me, but just for me, whenever I've had a top three, top five pick, I'm taking Adrian Peterson. I know it's a huge risk reward. Over Bell? But the reward is so high. I mean, yeah, I'm curious. Like, let's say I want to go down, like, if you could draft, like, top five, how you would order it. I'm kind of curious. Would you put Bell as number one? Because like, our drafts are randomized this year. I so. would put yeah. Bell as one. <laughs> Bell's, Bell's Johnson, very good. I'm not saying Johnson that. David Johnson is number one. Oh, David Johnson. David Johnson. Yeah. I would put Bell over him, though, because Bell's not. See, is, both is, those is guys Bell are up there. Again? Huh? Is Bell suspended again? No, but David Johnson, that was, what, his second year last year, and he supposedly gotten way better. I just And I think the Cardinals are going to rebound. But honestly, Le'Veon Bell, you know, does a little bit too much of the smoky smoky. And, uh, <laughs> a little potential no. for suspension. Yeah, so. <laughs> he's riding with LeGarrette Blunt with a blunt. Like I just don't think that that's yeah. a good and, idea. And what's his name? <laughs> In the back from the Browns. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Josh Gordon. Uh, Josh yes, Gordon. <laughs> Josh Gordon. Get him if he's in your draft in the last few rounds. Get him if he, he plays. He yeah. will is not he play this year. He will not play this year. <laughs> no. Draft him anyway. What is he not going to be suspended, dude? Never. Put the he's... blunt down for one season. We got to play uh, that. Stephen A. Smith. I love the Stephen A. Smith, like, whatever you call them, uh, montages. Where he's talking about NFL players smoking weed. He's like, get off the weed. The weed. That's how he says it. He pronounces, like, the D at the end. Do you see that Stephen it's A. So Smith funny. compilation that was, like, him the last six years predict the NBA Finals and he got every single one wrong? Like, he was predicting the two people in him and he got them wildly wrong every single time. I can guarantee that Couchside Sports, even with me on as a guest, will be more accurate than Stephen A. Smith. We're wow. coming at guarantee. you, Stephen A. Yeah. We should. I we want should. a feud with Stephen A. We'll keep a log of what all the other big talking heads predict. And what we And we'll see yeah. if we out-predict them. We will. We will. So, uh, yeah, we won't do our predictions, obviously. This episode, yeah, but we will have a big uh, prediction episode for a couple sports when we get closer to those seasons. Yeah. Um, you guys want to get into our other recurring segment that we have a lot of fun with? Maybe I'm not an athlete. 
Oh, uh, yeah, sure. You want to dive into it? Who wants to start? You guys should show me how it's done. I'm new here, so. All right, so I'll start. I had a, a tough week the other day, so uh, as you guys know, I'm not much of a baseball mind, even uh-huh. less of a baseball player. And uh, a couple of my friends hit me up, like, hey, you know, all-star game just went down. We're going to go play some home run derby at a local field. I'm like, hey, I'm game. You know, I don't like baseball, but I like hitting home runs. At least I thought I did. <laughs> we get there. It's like the smallest field there. It's probably like 10-year-old kids playing on it. It's like a 200-foot oh, yeah, fence. Oh, yeah, league, yeah. We played like four or five rounds. Man, I only hit two home runs. I had more, I had more <laughs> swing and misses than hitting home runs. And I knew I was going to be bad because I don't ever play baseball. I don't watch baseball. I don't really know much about baseball. And it was it was devastating, devastating. And there was like a middle school, like, I don't know how old these kids were. They weren't even in high school. They were playing on like the field next to us. It was some type of summer league all-star team thing. <laughs> and these kids would have just run me up off the field. It was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> so uh, that really put me in my spot. Yeah, it's a shame, but it happens. Get knocked down a peg. Hey, What, what about you guys? Yeah, well, I got a story. Thank you for showing me how it's done here on the on the couch side of the sports. Yeah, as we should. <laughs> on the couch uh, side of, of the sports. sports. Um, so I'm, I don't know how many people here have been to where we record, but we record on campus at UConn. And, Student Union. Yep, and so the building, this is my first time here. Maybe, hopefully, first of many, if you all like the sheriff. But um, <laughs> I went to go, he they call me the himself. Skip Bayless of Couchside. But uh, <laughs> I went to go walk in. I'm talking to, to I guess, my friend, Michael Burke. And he's kind of leading the way. He's not really explaining where about in the building this is. And I'm just, I'm looking at him. And he walks through the glass door. He pulls it open. And he just kind of looks at me and just distracting me. And I go to step into the building. And apparently there's a step up. And I didn't realize that. And I jammed my foot on the step up. <laughs> and uh, kind of like tripped a little bit. I didn't fall on my face. You know, it wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah. But it made me realize, you know, that I'm not a professional stepper upper. I'm not an athlete in that regard. The step got the best of me. Maybe it's your size yeah. 16 feet. It could be my size 16 <laughs> feet. It could be my just overall uncoordinatedness. But and from the sound of it, it seems like you've you've never walked upstairs before. Or? Uh, I I can't think of a time I have. No. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'll I give haven't. you a pass then. All right, thank you. It's a rookie. rookie. Yeah, but I feel like (laughs) it was a learning experience, you know, Um, (laughs) and maybe from now on I'll I'll step up my game if you see what I did there. Oh, wow. What? We will have have no more puns on the show, though. (laughs) Okay. I'll let that one slide. Oh, you will? Okay. Well, I'm going to pass the buck to my my man in pink, head to toe, Michael Burke. (laughs) Right. Yeah, he's a fashion icon. Oh, yeah. You know it. So uh, all right, so I'm gonna go a little a few years back. So there was one time, (laughs) way back. So one time, uh, I think I was about like 12 years old, and my friend from across the street had one of those plastic ramps, the ones that got like the box. Like a bike ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. I like like, going. So like, I'm like, yo, I'm going off that. Shred that. So I, I get, I get my mountain bike because I didn't have any of those like street bikes or anything. I'm like, I'm going on my mountain bike. Oh, you don't have the fitness hybrids? No, no fitness. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, all right. I was like, I've never been off a ramp before, so I'm just going to take this as fast as I can, Ooh. and we're going to launch, right? So I go. I'm going. And I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good about this. I go up in the air, and on my way down, I don't know what happened. I kind of slipped off my seat a little bit, but when I landed, I landed right on my balls, <laughs> and it was the worst feeling I've ever felt in my life. I had black and blue on the inside of my legs oh and my stuff God. like that. My mom's like, oh, God, you you're not gonna be able to have kids. <laughs> I'm like this 12 year old. I'm like, oh, like I was freaking out. I was just like, yeah. oh, dude, the pain was the worst thing ever. So I'm like, I do not have a future in BMX or whatever. I know I was on a mountain bike, but I didn't have a future in that. It's just maybe I'm not an athlete, man. That's that's a tough L to take. But I actually want to share a story real quick because that reminded me of something. All right. Didn't happen to me, but one of my friends, he's he's a neighbor of mine. He's got like this rock wall kind of deal in his front yard. Probably falls off. Maybe three, four feet, maybe five. I don't know. You know, about chest, yeah, neck high. I, I've described the distance here way too much. But anyway. <laughs> three feet is going. Neck yeah. high. <laughs> I said four or five. I said I got up to five. Anyway, we'll cut that. 60 inches. And, uh, we'll cut that. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'm going to take my bike off it. And I'm like, oh, God. who cares, bro? Like, you're just going to crash. Like, this isn't like going to be a sensation on YouTube or anything. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I got it. It's going to be really cool. It's like, fine. You're just going to hurt yourself. I don't care. He goes off it, Good and you think, you got to pick the wheel up, right? Yeah, oh, of course. And he's like, yeah, I'll just land it right away. He didn't even, like, jump off it. 
<laughs> and so his, he, he didn't even go that fast. Front wheel goes off, back wheel's still on it, right? <laughs> he pretty much goes face forward, crushes his face into the handlebars, breaks his nose. <laughs> and uh, it was just, we were sitting there like, you're an idiot, it's not going to happen. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, hype me up, hype me up, I got this. And he breaks <laughs> his nose, going off like a rock wall in his front yard. And he thought he was such a badass, but uh, yeah, it was really funny. Oh, yeah, biking accidents are pretty funny. Shout out Tour de France. Yeah, actually, some of those are... Gruesome. Dangerous, yeah. <laughs> One man broke his, uh, he broke like two bones in his forearm. He was picking up like some, two they had these now. food stops where they get like food and drink, they get these packs. And the whole like Peloton, which is a huge group of riders, like a hundred of them, and they all go through this spot. And like he fell doing like five miles an hour. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> broke his forearm and like rode through it for the next like hundred miles. Oh, wow. Yeah, but then he actually had to pull out the race. He was just like stage. one hand? No, he had the other <laughs> hand on. Like they kept, the car kept by, coming by and, like, spraying that numbing stuff on your arm. Yeah. And they had, like, taped up. Like, he was biking while the car was, like, medically repairing his arm. <laughs> it was insane. But I mean, I don't know how much time we have in the segment, but I just want to cut in because that reminded me of something. Go ahead. I um, you Burke knows this story. I might have told this to you uh, during one of our many balling sessions, French. But last year, long story, not going to get into it. It's a funny personal story, but later time, I was in Croatia. And I haven't ridden a bike in, like, Hold 10 up. years. You were in Croatia? Yeah, I was there with uh, my ex-girlfriend's former roommate. It's That's why I Wow. Went. It's an entertaining I, story. I have not heard this story. Yeah, and uh, let's just this, say... This I sounds like an off-air type of conversation. Let's just say I screwed the pooch on a lot of things. But um, back to the biking. So there was an excursion. It was a cruise stuff. And there was an excursion mountain biking in some area of Croatia. And I hadn't ridden a bike in, like, 10 years. Because I'm, I'm tall, and I'm lanky, and I'm gorky. Uh, so I just haven't That's ridden a bike. A if you want to Google it later, I bet you it is. But um, what I'll go back to the story. And, <laughs> I'll go back. And so I'm adjusting to – I haven't ridden a bike in like 10 years. So I'm starting to ride it. It's on a, a up. It's a very high. It's going downhill. It's on a dirt path. It's you know off a mountain, and there's rocks on it. So it's a little treacherous. And I'm riding the bike, and I realize that when they say that you don't forget how to ride a bike – that's true. I was riding it great. I was ahead of the whole excursion. I was with the tour guide going super fast, and I'm really confident, right? I am just, I got this. And so my shorts are riding down a little bit because I'm a thin guy, and I don't know, I guess I've lost weight since I bought these particular gym shorts. And I go to take, I'm, I'm right-hand dominant, so I go to take my left hand off of the handlebars to go fix my shorts because as much as I, uh, um, you know, I don't want to have my ass hanging out. So I go to go fix it, and... I go to swerve to the right and I hit a fence and, <laughs> and, I, hit a fence. and I like kind of flipped over the bike and really and Kyle can confirm I have a scar on my elbow. Oh wow, yeah. And uh, that's like a year and a half old, and um, it was bleeding pretty bad. I had to get stitches on the road and like I had to have the cruise ship doctor take care of me after it, and they didn't do very well. And actually after that, I got back on the bike and wiped out two more times. <laughs> uh, how, was, how was the socialist healthcare system over there? Uh. Well, it was on the cruise ship, and the guy didn't really speak English, but, I mean, he patched me up pretty well. All right, so there you go. I was Success. a big fan, and I cut my ankle as well, and I had new shoes, and then I just, like, ran into a van that was – it was just wow. not a great experience. It made me realize that oh, I think none of us have a future in professional biking. So It is very, yeah. it is very yeah. difficult. Yeah. 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 I'm Mad actually props. a huge cyclist, but we've already talked too much about on this segment. So, uh, <laughs> we're going to wrap up. It's been getting uh, a little longer than most of our episodes, but – that's fine. We had a guest on. Yeah, Shout guest. out to Wes. Yeah, you got to pack a lot all that to, entertainment. A lot to discuss. Yeah, you got to yeah, pack all that entertainment, and I think it's fine. They'll enjoy it. Yeah, actually. and I think uh, Burke, you got something. Oh yeah, you I got something. Yeah, I got something for you guys. Big news. We got some big news now. So uh, everybody listening to this um, podcast, I hope you guys have Twitter, because we officially now have a Twitter. Ooh, you shout can go out! On, yo, shout out! You can go on your Twitter and search. Couchside Sports with a Z, <laughs> with a Z at the end of sports. It, it it was taken. Our name was taken. We had nothing else to do, so we put a Z. You can moan about it, whatever. You don't gotta justify it. It's cool, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm justified. And it's it's all one word, and each yeah. word has a capital letter, right? Uh yeah. It's so no, couch no, it's Couchside, and then Space Sports. Space Sports. Okay. Yeah. But obviously, the handle is all one. So. Yeah, if you same way. Couchside Sports with a Z. Then. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That'll be awesome. So yeah, and we'll try to get maybe some fan questions on there that we'll yeah, discuss definitely. on future episodes. DM us or you know just tag us in a tweet and ask us anything and we'll we'll address it. Yeah, and we'll be tweeting out anything. Just you know all the big events going on, 
and uh, you know when episodes are coming, everything like that. So for all your Couchside Sports needs, oh yeah, Couchside Sports with a Z on Twitter. With a Z. With a Z. <laughs> and as always, we're called Couchside Sports because we give the perspectives on sports from our couches the way that it should be. Oh yeah. All right, so I think we're gonna sign off for the day. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll try to have a couple more guests on in uh, in the future. I think we had a lot of fun with it. Yep. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Michael Burke signing off. Kyle the French. Sheriff, peacing out. Yeah, he self named himself the sheriff. We might have to. It's been I've been called it for like six years. So. I've I've never heard that. Oh. Well. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> go follow the sheriff on Twitter too. Nah, you don't have. To, I don't go on Twitter at all. All right. <laughs> well, then uh, that'll wrap it up for us today. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you to everyone who's listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Couchside Sports. Offset.